Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. It's Monday evening here in Dublin, and uh, I'm very excited to bring to you our guest, for this week, Damien Clack, who is a great Aussie comic that has lived in Ireland for a lot of his comedy career. He is married to a lovely Dublin woman, and I've known Damo since 2002, and uh, he disappeared to the UK for a while, but he's back living in Dublin, and uh, we had a great chat. And I have to say that uh, somebody dropped out on me, I won't say who, but somebody dropped out on me, and at the last minute I hit Damo for... Uh, for a chat and you know i didn't really prep you know because i mean i know demo a long time and i'm so happy to have stumbled upon our chat which i think you need to seriously stick around for because demo last year in edinburgh had a hit show called grand theft demo which was all about uh, his phone getting robbed and uh pictures of people starting to show up in his iCloud and uh the journey he made to finding this guy uh is super interesting the show is called grand theft demo and Halfway through the chat, I discovered that he's done this, and uh, he explains all about it, and it's super interesting, and then led to myself and Damo coming up with a very novel Snapchat idea, which I will let you find out, which you can hear about at the end of the podcast, which may become a thing. So anyway, uh, this is just very light and very fun chat with Damo, two foreigners who have lived in Ireland a lot of their lives largely chatting about our fish-out-of-water experiences and our lives as comics. So I hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, Damien Clark. It's funny. I, I, For some reason, I got so in the habit of calling you Damo Clark that today I forgot that you were Damien Clark, professionally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Myself and Aiden just always call you Damo. And you know, do do many of the Irish comics call you Damo or Damien? Yeah, all of them. I think I don't I don't know who calls me Damien anymore. Not even my mum calls me Damo. Oh really? Yeah, but then I guess I just thought when I start when I started on stage, I yeah. was just like Damien, and then so I, I th- not that there's a difference, but I thought Damien Clark on stage, and then people call me Damien off stage, but it doesn't really matter what. Oh, yeah. so were you Damo originally? No, I was. Uh, I was Damien, I guess. Always Damien. Would you know, right? like, I was, like when I first started, I'd be Damien Clark on the listings. But then you know how no one ever would remember your name at the start anyway. Yeah. So then I was just like, I oh, just Damien is fine. And then I was like, oh, that's three syllables. I can't remember that. How about Damo? Damo. <laughs> no, but people would just, you know, because your mates would be hosting or whatever and bring you on as Damo. So. Oh, they would. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was but gonna it say. Does, it does like either because I don't find it much of a difference. Because do you know what's weird about Australia and I have both got the things where they do the shortening thing. And yeah. Do the O. And like, cause some people go, oh, that they go, oh, you got the demo as soon as you moved to Dublin. I was like, well, no, Australia, the same thing, Davo, Stevo. I don't, it must be one of those. Yeah, but did, did they demo the you in Australia? Yeah. Yeah, cause I just feel like demo is just a more popular Dublin thing. Yeah, demo. I feel, yeah, I demo. feel like demo is like a real Dublin name, you know. Yeah, demo. 
It's weird, like in England sometimes, if they see it written down, Damo, D-A-M-O, they think Damo, they call me Damo. And I was like, I'm not a washing detergent. Like, it's short for... Is that a washing detergent? And they, no, I don't, I'm, sounds like it. <laughs> Damo. Oh, Damo, Damo. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were saying Demo, like, uh, like a demo tape. Oh, demo tape. Yeah, I've had that as well. So I guess if some people, like, everywhere in Ireland is used to, oh, Damo, that's definitely, it's like Davo, you would think, oh, that, is that David? You know, of course it is. Yeah. Name but Damo, Damo, people know it's Damien, though, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like we all call Damien Dempsey, Damo Dempsey. Yeah, Damo Dempsey. Yeah. We know it's Damien. And yeah. I, if I moved to Italian, it'd be Damiano, which is a lot Oh, Damiano, yeah. yeah. I, went, I, went, I, I grew up with a lot of Damianos, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, but we didn't call them Damo. We called them Damiano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just an extra few in there. Damiano. Yeah, I don't know. You don't feel like you don't need to shorten it when you can actually like perform in the middle of the name, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like once Damiano. you're into... Damiano, yeah, because it kind of required effort. So anyway, just to, to just to give a setting to our listeners, we're mm. sitting on South William Street in my car, as is often the case with uh, my podcast in the car. We're not driving around, though, because I have a manual transmission now, so I can't do my usual driving technique. But we're on South William Street because Damien, Damo, is in the international later. Uh, Sunday night. New material night is supposed to be. That's right. That's what I'll be up to. Are, are you doing new material? Yeah, always. Sometimes... To the detriment of everybody in the audience. Yeah, yeah. So it's new material I love, night. I love, like, what's better than doing stuff you've never done before and it lands? It's oh, like, ah, it's the it's best like, feeling ever. Love it. Uh, That's uh, the it, drug. It's, it's directly sort of opposite of the feeling you have when you do it the second time and the energy of new material is gone yep. and it dies in its hole and you think, fuck, I thought that was brilliant. What the, how did I say it the first uh, time? Yeah, how did I say it? How did I say it the last it. time? Sometimes I, I audio record my gigs on my phone, but you don't listen back because that's just painful. <laughs> so I know, that's so... St- I know, I have so many recordings of things that I didn't listen back to. So anyway, so I I just want to explain, well, I want you to explain, really, you know, because we've similar-ish lives in that you're a a foreigner, you're an Aussie, but you have spent a lot of your life in Ireland Mm. and a lot of your comedy career in Ireland. So explain to me, because I I don't remember, because it's been so long since I asked you, how did you end up in Ireland in the first place? Oh, yeah. Well, it was mad because I remember one of the first emails I sent to get gigs was probably to you in 2002. Yeah, I still would have been. Yeah, I still would have been that guy. Yeah, and I was because I don't, and to be honest, I think it, I think it was word of mouth from into like you know how the yeah, like other, small. but you were so you were gigging already in Australia. So I'd be gigging already, and I and by that, at that stage as well, I just met Sandra, who married to from Dublin. Yeah, she was so that's the real around. reason. Why that's the real here. reason. Yeah. And then, cause so you fell in love with an Irish woman in Australia instantly when I saw her, and we, we were in a nightclub, and like you're very loud, but when I sort of heard that she had an Irish twang, you know, as a young guy, I was like, well, I'm moving to Ireland then. Like, yeah. Was it in Perth? It was in Melbourne. Oh, it was in Melbourne. Cause, yeah, because I grew up in Perth and moved to Melbourne because that's where the comedy was at. Yeah, sure. That's where the three gigs a week were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. in Perth, like I, my first gig was in '96. But then I think the first year I did maybe three, five minutes. Second year, maybe five, ten minutes. You know, it was yeah, very yeah, few yeah. far. But there's not sure, much. Sure, sure. And you know, you'd much. be excited. You'd go, man, that did all right, all right tonight. I've got another gig in three months. And you'd be all excited. <laughs> yeah. But momentum was gone. I'm going to try a whole new, and then that might not work. And you go, oh, I'll try and remember that until next time. But yeah, you know, when yeah. you start, I never wrote anything down, so you just sort of forget. But then I was like, I'm going to hit the big smoke, man. I'm going east. So you went to Melbourne. Melbourne. And within a year, I think I met Sandra in, I did an open spot. The first open spot I did in Melbourne was at the ESPY, which is a legendary club back then in St. Kilda. Oh, in St. You're Kilda, probably, sure. I mean, rappers, a lot of people still play there. Yeah. Yeah. And that was in the Sunday afternoon. And did okay. Like, 
did okay for an open spot. And, but the Sunday afternoon's a big Irish that's scene right. in St. Yeah. Kilda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. And then straight in. So and then Alyssa Hawke was in the audience and she was another open spot. She but she ran an open mic on Wednesday. So and I was like, I was like, no way. This is the big smoke. I did one spot. I've got another spot. And it's unpaid, <laughs> but it, like in Australia, all the beer is free, you know. So I was like, brilliant. So I went there on Wednesday. I got sacked from my job that that evening because I forgot to check the roster and I didn't know I was supposed to be washing dishes in a pub. This is my new job. And so I did five minutes on how I lost that job. And then the barman going, so it, went, it was funny because it was spur of the moment. It was like, I just lost my job today. And it was like, Ugh. yeah. Then the barman goes, uh, he goes, <laughs> and I get free drink. And he goes, is that true? And I went, yeah, I lost my job today. And he goes, you want to work here? I was like, yeah. He goes, you ever work in a bar before? He's like, ah, it's easy. And so, and then I worked there. So I did the gigs on the Wednesday and then we'd go back to work, you know, like at the bar. Yeah. After my set. And then I met Sandra in that bar, like oh. while I was at work. So if it wasn't for that first open mic spot in Melbourne, then da 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 da. Oh, so, so one that thing was a long col- another. Yeah, so that was a long. No, but that's story, funny. But it's a series, you know, a series of events. Yeah. So thank then, God you lost your job. I know, yeah. Because you might not have met her. Had you I not- know. Yeah. That is amazing. Because yeah. if I just did my regular whatever shtick was back then. The guy wouldn't have said, do you want to work Yeah, here? exactly, yeah. Yeah, so getting sacked. So it was meant to be. It was meant to be that I was terrible at all jobs. So had you not lost that job, you would not be living in Ireland I'd today. probably still be washing dishes in Melbourne. In well, yeah, yeah you, <laughs> might, you might be Adam Hills. You might be a multi-millionaire. <laughs> okay, be quiet, Des. Yep, Sorry, That's man. true. I'm no, just no, saying, like, I know. It's a, no guarantee it would have ended up for the, you know, for the worse. <laughs> yeah. you know, it could have ended up for the better. No, but it was, yeah, you're damn right. And then, so, 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 so Sandra, so you met Sandra and you guys fell in love, right? Yeah. And then what happened? And then... In terms of coming to Ireland. And then the next year, I was like, well, she had to move back because you only had the one-year visa. She was oh, she was on a working about. holiday visa. Yeah. She didn't want to pick fruit. Yeah, no, she was like, I'm not picking fruit. Fuck that. I love you, so, but I don't love you enough to pick fruit to stay yeah, another I don't year. even know what a kiwi fruit is. <laughs> so then she, it was funny because in Melbourne at the time, and it might still be, you work up, you do your new hour, and then you go to the Edinburgh Fringe. That's sort of like the... Oh, that was the vibe. Family. That was the thing, yeah. So I was like, how about this? Edinburgh's not too far from Dublin. I'll go to Dublin. So the first time I came to Zoot of Europe, straight to Dublin, I was here for a couple of months. What year was that? My, that was 2002. Oh yeah, 2002, sorry, yeah. And then we would have met because my first gig here was with you. I just said, I said I'd been, I told the truth in the email, it was usually bullshit. I go, oh, I've been doing this many gigs. I've had a couple of paid things, blah, 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 blah. And you went, cool, do you want to host? Because you were really? away or something. Yeah. Ah, uh, I guess I was just, you might have just hit me like at the minute where I realized, shit, I'm under pressure. You know, like some, yeah. yeah. And this was b- before... You're rough. This was before the first work experience. Yes, of course. I know exactly. It was just, yeah, it was just because I was there that weekend and I've never seen anything like that before. Because, like, you know, we were mates just gigging together and then one episode went out. Oh, yeah. And then that was the double. It was so, like, queue down the, still haven't seen it, queue all the way down the street and then the double. So we were like, we're doing a double in the same building. Oh, that was an impromptu decision to just say, fuck it, we've got to put some of these people downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Open wide. That was 2004. Yeah, yeah, Incredible. winter, winter of two thousand four. Yeah, it was life changing. It's full on. Well, come on, we're not going to talk about my life. Oh yeah, no, but that's just because the reason I brought that up was just not to blow smoke up your ass, but because because my first gig here was doing the Inter and hosting it. Every other club in Ireland was oh, I'm always hosting Inter. It must be good. Oh shit! Because that the was time, just a fluke. Yeah. Because literally, the only reason, because I don't remember that specifically, but the only reason that could have happened was you just like hit me at a time where I was just like fucking stuck, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I was just like, shit, just host. Yeah, which is, would have been rare. And like John Moyne's brother was doing the door. So there was like a lot oh, of responsibility. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of responsibility to hosting. 
Yeah, and, and so I just gave it to you on that day. Well, that was just uh, and there you go. Because I remember the f I had no material around, but which is good because when you're hosting, hosting, you're warming in as well. But I think hosting, particularly in those days, suited you anyway, right? You're yeah. just full of personality and quick and, and then congenial. You could, and you just talked about what you'd noticed, and, and then that yeah. would develop into bits that you'd sure, you'd sure. I mean, that's on. how I developed everything was the hosting the international. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So 2002. God. Time flies, man. Fourteen years ago. Yeah, jeepers. So that was that was uh, that was back and forth. And the, the big shock was because I was used to every gig getting free beer. I went to the bar afterwards. I remember that, and I'd be like, "Guinness, thanks." And he'd be like, three forty. And he'd be like, "Oh no, uh, I'm one of the." That was that was me. <laughs> and he goes, "Ah, are you really?" That's three forty. And I was like, "Ah, oh, okay." And at first, I thought, "Oh, maybe it wasn't that funny or whatever." And everyone knows, no, everyone pays for drink. And yeah, that's when I realized the difference. Like, if there was, if people got free drink for doing stand up, there wouldn't be a queue at the bar. There'd be a queue for the stage. <laughs> everyone would be like, "I'll do five minutes for a free drink." Of course you would. Yeah. Plus, like, just Barry Murphy and Ian Coppinger alone would have bankrupted the international by now. Hands so down. Yeah. Not a not a chance. Of a Jemison gonna... truck outside. <laughs> the drip. But do you, yeah. do you think? I mean, I feel like. Even though you're a proper Aussie and you're Aussie accent and you've been gone for a while, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I feel like the, your formative professional years are very much in Ireland, no? Oh, yeah, I would say 100%. Because, you know, you develop, and what a place, like, what I'm just fortunate that Sandra was Irish, because what a place to develop, like, develop your, your skill, hanging out, and, and like, you know, such a small community. So we'd all hang out and yeah. talk and drink In afterwards. those days. Yeah, and in fact, remember, like, the, all the comedians would sit at the front table. So oh, you were there right for that? There. Yeah, you'd all be right there. And that was before, because that didn't I know, happen that after was, you were on That was a controversial telly. decision that I made, which was, guys, like, literally, the place got so busy, I was like, guys, th there's eight, like... Stairwell. Yeah, I, like, no, we can't sit around a table. But it was also kind of weird, like, like, don't get me wrong, I love those early days in the cellar, you know, the actual cellar, Wednesday nights, mm. when, uh, you know, all the comics would be there, and there was something, there was something challenging about that. Yeah. You but know? people people just wouldn't be just zipping in and out. Everyone's out for the whole night. Like, all, you'd, all the comics would go and watch the whole show. Yes. And then afterwards you could talk and just... You, we, we didn't talk about comedy that much. Not as much as doing, like, like break down your set. It would just be like, that was funny or whatever. Or yeah, what but I the only bad... Like, you know what the bad thing was about everybody sitting there was comics tended to focus on them or respond to them, particularly if they were having a shit show. They almost would... Uh, get solace from the sort of or get support from the guys at the side because the guys at the side would be really enjoying them dying mm, oh yeah <laughs> you know, so then, I know and then dying on your ass and having to sit there with the table like, yeah. all night fucking and shit and then people you know people are looking at you because you're sitting at the front and you have to laugh at everyone else's gags even yes. though you're dying inside yeah you're dying inside <laughs> But anyway, for many for many reasons, mostly being I just wanted another table, we stopped doing the thing. And I remember comedians complained about that at the time. But now nobody, now now comedians in any of the nights don't sit at that front table. No, and I think it is just weird, and because people just like going in and out, and you know not having to watch everything all the time. Yeah, yeah, and actually, there's you know there's a lot more shows than there used to be, so like often guys have to go somewhere else, and you know whatever. Oh yeah, you know, it's just things have no changed. Plus, up on plus honestly, like. So many, there were so few comedians back then, and very few of them had kids or lives. Mm. So nowadays, like, people just have to go home to their family. You know, like, it was just a different time. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, it's it's funny that I forgot about that. It's funny that that passes. Mind you, we still haven't got a mic in there. Well, yeah, but that'd ruin everything. <laughs> but then now, also, that that's why, that's that's why, because before when I was doing open spots in uh, Australia, and I was closing some gigs in that, but you'd still sort of stick it to your set. But we're in Ireland, it was so much. There was a lot of storytelling in that. So yeah. Really... Oh, did you notice a distinct difference? Yeah. Because so the Americans really... always say that to me. They feel there's a difference. Mm. 
And so you can expand on what you're doing and you find out who you are on stage more. Because you've, right. you've got 20 minutes to be like, hey, just see where this goes. And then yeah. things would just extend naturally if they needed to. Do you think that was Ireland in general or just that sort of those gigs that you were doing in Dublin? Probably that. Yeah, probably the... Because out of all the places that have been, like that's the, sort of the most lax and storytelling yeah. of everywhere of gigs. No, because the Americans always say that to me when I'm in New York. It's like, yeah, you guys kind of tell stories. Mm. Like, like it's a different classification of comedy. But I, I don't really notice. I mean, I'm just no. an Irish comedian with a New York accent, so that's just the way that it is. But I guess you did notice that when you got here, huh? Yeah, and there's yeah, and you go, there's jokes in my story. What are you saying? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost they were like laughing. it's like dismissive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they laughed. They clapped. You know, and they, 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 they got the, they got the point. But did you when you? Because like when I started, like I started in Ireland, and I just. My comedy was at that in those early days was very much like fish out of water, things I noticed about Ireland. But I had lived here for a long time and just used all my, th you know, all the things I experienced and turned them into comedy. Mm. Did, did you find as much inspiration in your fish out of water experience in Ireland or not? I did, yeah, at first, of course. Yeah. And then, and you know what's funny? There was a, there's a joke that I still do. And it's, it's like, it started out by, one of my first gags actually was just like the noise that crows, is, crows make, <laughs> crows, you know, crows make in the trees in Australia, just going, ah, 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 and like, oh, shut up. And then I sort of didn't really do it anymore. And then I came to Dublin and then there was a pigeon that lived in the wall. And I've, I've still done this bit on, on stage heaps of times. And then the, and so then that brought back the old bit I used to do. And then they would sort of gel together. So you do from this one to this bit. So some of, and then. Then I went to Brighton and then the seagulls and the seagulls everywhere. And, they're, they're and suddenly so, you got a bit about birds. Yes, and there's a whole bit about birds. And I noticed a lot of that happened with bits that I would just sort of throw out in Australia and as ideas or whatever and then then just went nowhere. I just never followed them up. Almost became like what I'd noticed about home because people would go, oh, yeah, what's the difference between here and there? Yeah. And well, you go, yeah. oh, well, I've talked about that. And then they actually became alive more so here because I had something to reference it with. Oh, yeah, because you almost find humor in the explaining too, right? Yeah. yeah. And you're going, oh, what's the difference between this and that? And then some things, like some things make sense, obviously in some things don't, like, like the, like having January and February uh, warm, like having summer in January and February yeah. is a great idea, you know, because <laughs> you're all, you're broke, you know, that's supposed to be like the most depressing time of the year. And that's because it's winter, you've got no money, you don't need money if it's summer because you're wearing shorts. But on the flip side, Christmas doesn't feel right when it's warm. You need it to be cold. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. see Christmas lights when it gets dark at eleven at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you just have to say, okay. What well, that's what happens when Europeans take all their bloody winter customs and drop them into the southern hemisphere. I know. They're like, guys, there's no, why is frosty in the shop window? We don't have snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't know what it is. But yeah, so there was, there was things that would be, I would do. But then, so did what, you find more inspiration from explaining Australia or more inspiration from? Like what you from were the noticing here, of from here. what you were noticing here. Yeah, and also, and I like the drinking. How everything was drink, and you would have noticed that as you sure. stopped drinking. Yeah, here, yeah, which is like the hardest. No, but I noticed when I came here first too. Like, like there was just immediately a lot more booze around me. You know, yeah. at fourteen years old, and there had been up to fourteen years old. Yeah. You know, like, and I don't mean my drinking. I mean like just family functions and things that I was being brought to by my cousins and you know the people that were looking after me in Ireland. It was just like holy shit. Like it was just. I was just around booze suddenly all the time. So that I did notice that was a, an immediate difference. Yeah. So you, you were an adult, reason, though. Yeah. And then, because drinking wasn't around as much, but only because of the driving thing. Because, you know, like America, Australia is massive, so we'd have to drive everywhere. So yeah. when I lived in Perth and gigged there, I didn't 
I didn't drink at all because then you'd be trapped and you oh, can't get home. Right, because... I got you, I got you. Oh, so you mean in the scene in general, just yeah. yeah. So when I moved to Melbourne, there's like trams and you can walk and you know. So yeah. the drinking started, and then I came to Ireland, and then the city's smaller in Dublin. Yeah, and they drink everywhere. So you're like, there's no way I ever need to not drink because you can dr- be drunk on stage and you can walk home. Yeah. Whatever. And Dublin's so was, just a fun city. It's a fun city. And you know, even not drinking, you can go and you can just, it's just fun. Like yeah, it's a fun city. I mean, and everybody feels it when they come. So I mean, I, my I favorite joke of yours, I mean, I don't want to, I don't know if you, maybe you still do it, so I don't want to fuck up your jokes, but no, my favorite, my favorite joke of yours in the early, from that early period was the, uh, the, the different accents. Like, so in Ireland, you could go 20 minutes up the street, up the road in your car, get out of the car and they have a completely different accent. Oh, yeah. Whereas fucking Australia... So that Five was, days drive. Yeah. yeah. But I can't remember exactly what accent you used in Ireland. Oh, I'd used to go, like you'd go, uh, I'd do, for, oh yeah, so I'd do a, I'd do a Dublin, you're, uh, you know, you're a fucking knacker or something like that. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd do a Jerry Mallon, I'd, do a, I'd try and do like a West, like, for a pleasure, for a pleasure, <laughs> do a bit of, and then, and then, you bleed in Langer, like, like, all oh, you do the cork, yeah. do cork, and then, oh, right. so I pretty much would go East, West, like, South, North. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like so that. you drive a certain distance, boom, you get out of a car, complete different accent. Yeah. Australia. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, you drive for five days in a straight line, get out, get out of the car. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. Exactly the same. <laughs> exactly the same. Is there yeah. a shark in the water? Yeah, there's still a shark in the water. And just, just like yeah, that. man, that used to fucking... Because it's... But it, whatever. I mean, I don't want to get all academic, but it is... It fucking fascinates me how that happened. You know? Yeah. I mean, in Australia, I get it. It's colonization, you know, like, basically the people are all coming from similar place. But, uh... How the hell did that happen in Ireland? That Drogheda can have a completely different accent than Dublin. That's yeah. fucking wild. Yeah, just it. Like, and I guess that's just sort of like the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of just staying there or just developing something. Yeah, and- uh, that, the linguistics of that is pretty, pretty fucking, pretty fascinating. Yeah, man, say. Ireland's tiny. I love that, but that's what makes it so good because it sums up. It's yeah, look, when you can do the accents like you or anyone, anyone puts on an accent of a certain region. Yeah. It's just like straight away, you're like, ah, there's jokes in, there's jokes in the tiny differences. Yeah, there's even. jokes in the differences. Well, I mean, comedy often. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> different. You know, yeah, oh, differences. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, forget, you know, whatever. I mean, so Ireland does throw that, throw up a lot of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the Irish personality suits uh, storytelling comedy anyway. Yeah. And one thing I really noticed uh, is how much Irish people hate talking about their job or what they do. And uh, because, you know, like in Australia, you'd be walking by some guy would be like paint a fence, whatever. And he's like, yeah, you, you just say something stupid like, yeah, looking good, mate. And, he's, and then he'd be like, oh, mate, look at the trim on that or whatever, you know. <laughs> but here, if you go, oh, and then I, I'd notice that because, you know, you just know you used to doing that. You're like, hey, mate, nice doorway. He's like, don't talk to me. You know, that no one wants to be at work because they're all hung over to bits. I noticed that straight away. You're going, oh, okay, don't talk to people about their work because you're like, hey, how was today? Like, I'd be generally interested. And they'd be like, ah, sure up, will you? You know, everyone's so like, don't talk. Work is only a means to get the money, to get the to get the booze money. Well, it's funny that you say that. That's a cultural thing, you know, because, like, I remember when I first went to Australia, I remember being slightly annoyed or just, like, it was just rubbing me up the wrong way, that natural positivity that was just out there amongst people just like, oh yeah, you know, just like, I don't know, there was something kind of positive about it. Mm. Just just a natural vernacular that was just a bit happy. Yeah. And uh, it was rubbing me up the wrong way because I was going, this is fake in my head, yeah, yeah. you know, because I wasn't used to it. But it's funny, you came here with your natural sort of just like chirpiness 
And yeah. people were like, nah. People just think, like, even last night I got off stage and they went, you're on coke, are you? And I was like, no. Really? I'm not on coke. Why, have you got some? <laughs> no, <that's okay. laughs> no, but yeah, so people just think, so it must be an act. Yeah, but you're, yeah, I mean, but you're, you're generally an upbeat guy also. But I did notice that when I went to Australia, that it's just a bit more sort of positive. Irish people are just a bit, I mean, it's just a cultural thing of like, I fuck, you know, I fuck off, or, you know, like yeah. making fun of people straight away. I love that. But then that's how you can tell if people, that's why everyone loves Irish people. That's one of the reasons. Because, you know, if only you and your really good mates, well, you'll, you'll be able to slag them off, insult them, stuff yeah. like that. With an Irish person, you'll get that quicker, I think, because they're messing with you. And yes. so you're like, oh, we're mates straight away. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That, and that's a great thing. And I, I mean, I've done jokes about that too, about like, because I noticed that when I went back to the States this time to live, because in my mind, every time I go back normally, I'm just going to visit. But this time I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try living here for a while. But the lack of that got to me. And I was like, ugh, I'm not into this. Because <laughs> almost, like... Yeah, it is like what you say about in Australia. If people are too friendly, like, what's the deal here? Yeah, I just, I just wasn't into, you know, like, so y- y- there's just less crack. And I, I, I used to hate when people would say you're no crack because what they really mean is you're sober. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but, it, but when I got to America, I was like, fuck, these people are no crack. I mean, mm. my family are good because they're all like dysfunctional Irish Americans, so they have like a sort of a self hatred. So you know, we 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 all rip on each other. You but outside that circle, it's like. Everything, yeah. Take everything so goddamn literally. Yeah, and if you see a good thing, like Irish people do, I do it because probably could live in here, is slagging yourself off. Like if you get on off stage or just anything, just like, oh, if you say something bad about, oh, that was horrible or whatever, then people would be like, yeah, you're sucked or, you know, yeah, go yeah. along with it. Instead of, yeah, in America or even Australia, you'd be like, nah, mate, don't worry about it. You're all right. You're like, no, man, I was just fucking around. I'm just yeah. fucking around. I don't need your empathy yeah. or your sympathy, whatever. You know, because I think, because. Yeah, when everyone's uh, when everyone's low about like people, that's the thing about Ireland. Like you can't make it look like you you're doing well, you know. Because well, yeah. Irish people work really hard outside of Ireland. I mean, they built New York for goodness sake. Most of yeah. America, in Australia as well. Actually, buildings and they can take pride in their work, but not in Ireland. Don't yeah. enjoy your job in Ireland. <laughs> well, you're not yeah, I mean, to. but yeah, but I <laughs> I also think Irish people just aren't good at taking compliments, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So now, so, so you. You guys got married, right? Yeah. When did you get married? 2012. And did you get married because you loved each other or you needed Oh, visa? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bit of both. <laughs> no, no we, we were together 11 years and we went, it was about, uh, about that time. But we gave, we, we sent out invites like two years early because we like, it, wherever we get married, people are going to have to travel, you know? Yeah. have to. And to be honest, a lot, well, it's such a beautiful place and... A lot of my Australian family wouldn't excuse to come come over if they hadn't been. Ah, already. right. So we picked a spot in Athlone, just on uh, on the lake, just because. And Sands from Dublin, we're like, hey, a bit of countryside or what? No, you got married in the Midlands. Right in the middle, right in the middle, right in the heart of it. What that was, was that place great. called? The Wineport Lodge. Big up to the Wineport. Oh, nice. Yeah, maybe man, I, maybe you turned into an influencer. Oh, right. Yeah, you're an influencer maybe. now. You're dropping, uh, you know, place names. Wineport Lodge, such a nice time. Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll just be like, hey, do you want another free week? Yeah, free week. Yeah. vows. Oh, so you got married in Athlone in the Wineport Lodge. Oh, it was great. Yep. And then we can, yeah, we then got a boat, went out of the uh, Sean's Bar and all the pub to pub crawl in Athlone and everyone on the boat back again. Oh, really? Yeah. So all like a lot of our families met for the first time. So big Irish side, big Australian side. I had Canadians and Americans as well. And then it was, mate, what a piss up. So it was sort of like, it was about a week long thing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Because everyone's coming over and they're not going to come over for a day or two. But you guys were so, already living in the UK then, right? Uh, yeah. We'd moved across. So 
Yeah, so this is the first time living back because we just moved back at the end of last year. I only just found that out. Oh, yeah, cool. Because uh, London is great. But then so I got in with all the clubs and got an agent. And I was like, oh, man, you can live anywhere now. And just oh, so that fly was back it. and forth. Now, did you, be honest, did you move yeah. back to Ireland because you wanted to move back or she wanted to move back? I wanted to. Really? Yeah, yeah. But what Sandra was, Sandra's even like, well, she, see, that's the thing. The beauty of what we do is I don't miss London because I'm there all the time. You're there all the time, yeah. And I'll get the best of everything. So, but with, with Sandy, when she wants to go, like, we'll just plan a little trip over. So we just do that. So when I'm gigging there or whatever, we'll just have a few days off. We can go back and forth. But, you know, we, I'm all over. It doesn't matter where we base ourselves because we gig, we just go where the work is. We just go yeah. where the clubs are. Because you got so, pretty connected there, right? I mean, I, you know, over the years I'd be over there and like I'd, I'd meet more and more guys that knew you. I mean, you definitely got settled there, didn't you? Yeah, it was great. Like, there's no clubs that I don't, I don't think I, yeah, I'm in mean, with all the places there. I'm in mean, with all the, yeah, yeah. it's great. It's uh, it's it's all sorts. So it went to plan. Like, so yeah, and I guess jumping on a plane is not that different to getting on a train, really. Yeah, and like a lot of the time, if it's not London, then it's cheaper and quicker from Dublin, believe it or not, at the moment. Then then a train, because trains in and out of London is just like insane. They just charge what they want. Can be a tenner one day. Oh no, it's oh, 130 pounds. Yeah, like, hang on a second. I was standing on a train. How can that space of me sitting next to the bin by the door on a train be worth 130 pounds? Yeah, but do you, do you, do you feel like it's worth going over there now because of the euro and everything? Well, not as much. It makes you question. Well, is it worth going over for that much? Because mm. it, because it's dropped now. Yeah, it's dropped. So I just do my favourite clubs, which is what should, we should be doing anyway. Yeah, which is cool. And also, if you want to tip off free train travel, not that you'd ever need it, but uh, uh, just take a bit of paper and write out a service on it with sticky tape. Stick it on the toilet door. Lock yourself in there. <laughs> is that real or just yeah a bit? totally no i've never done that on stage that's my little secret that's your little secret yeah. yeah have you actually done that yeah but the only danger is um getting out at the stop just in case the conductors are waiting f- for you but so far so good. so far so, so good. far so good yeah Although you can't do that on a plane that's the only that's my next thing to figure out now let, let me ask you this because i remember you and andrew stanley did uh i dare you mm. which was a tv show on rt2 right yeah or tv3 no yeah RT2, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, at that time, did you think like, oh, shit, here we go, it's about to pop, or you just thought we're just doing a little TV show? We just thought we were doing a little TV show, but then after that went out and there was talks of a second series, we went, brilliant. This is like something out of Alan Partridge. Yeah, we're made. And then we a book deal came up because the the so we thought, brilliant. And then a new executive producer came in. You know what that happens. And then all the TV shows that the original guy that was there that we were working with yeah so he dropped all of his shows Kevin Lennon right I think so, yeah. yeah 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 and then uh, and so that was all dropped which was a shame because this is before Twitter and uh, and all that yeah but what so year was, was that emails. that you did that 2006 2007 2006 yeah like 10 years ago can you believe it fuck man I was still thinking that was like 6 years ago yeah god damn it that was 10 years ago yeah so I dare you was like good fun so it was like a kind of a daring people show and then you had some sketches and shit yeah like so I mean you had a bloody great time so we did we did that and then we toured off that a couple of times, and then, uh, and then yeah, because I thought then I remember that time thinking like oh yeah it's gonna pop, yeah. and I thought you deserved you know like I thought, you know I thought like you deserved it for the hard work and the talent that you had, and then but as is often the case it's just like, it comes and it goes and yeah. then we we were so lucky to get it because we just happened out of nowhere we weren't even looking for telly they just yeah. saw us at the inter one night doing a preview of the show live and they went yeah. TV brilliant. Right, and then RT went, yep. Yeah. Like within a, within a month or two, it just it just happened like so quick, and then so as quick as it came, it went. Yeah, 
So it was like, oh, oh. But I mean, that sort of opened up the doors of like other stuff. So then I was like the token Aussie. From then on, I was the token Aussie guy on if they needed a panel show guest or something oh, like that. Oh, right, yeah. Get the oh, Aussie so on it wasn't, radio TV. It didn't just like, you didn't get just thrust back into anonymity. It didn't fizzle out. It definitely plateaued. Like the graph <laughs> of my career went up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I've got this, there's this quote that's like, uh, the, was it on the, the cusp? On the cusp of stardom. See, see Damon now while he's on the cusp of stardom. Like, this cusp has gone for about 15 years. <laughs> how big is this cusp? I was so how close. Would you, how would you describe your career? It's been a cusp. It's been a cusp. <laughs> I've been right there. I've been so close. <laughs> you know, like, Mike, you know that big, uh, that selfie? What that the fuck L- is a cusp? You know, that, you know that selfie? I don't know. I think it's like, you know when you, if you're like a, oh, a part Scorpio, part uh, Sagittarius. Oh, that's the cusp. You're that cu- that you're, spot is the cusp. Yes, I think that's what, that, that's what the this tabloid whatever said it was they were like yeah. oh, this guy's cusping it mate he's gonna be huge but yeah you remember that selfie of like um, that Ellen and that talk of Bradley Cooper and that yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm like the I'm not the Liz Taylor at the back just like yeah just yeah, 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 yeah just like Liz, a little photo bomber Liz, yeah yeah just going oh nearly <laughs> no but I think I think that's cool and I think it's interesting to to to, to talk about because you know well like I I had it in the states where like 2005. I did the Aspen Comedy Festival on HBO on demand. Well, it was HBO. But I always I always play it down, but it was HBO. But it didn't go out on main HBO. It went out on HBO Comedy and HBO on demand. And they followed me around. It was called the Comics Climb, and it was like, this guy is trying to break into the states. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was kind of rubbish, <laughs> you know. And uh, it went nowhere. But it was like that thing of like, oh shit, it's about to. Ha-. And I had loads of meetings in LA afterwards because they didn't watch it. They were just like, oh, that's the guy that was being followed around yes, by the cameras. Nice. But then it just kind of, it went for nothing. So yeah. I, I've had that experience too in a different context of like, oh shit, it's this about is, to go down, go and then real. and then it's and then it's nothing. Yeah, and it was, but it was good time in the way that because uh, I'd already sort of like the, the Irish comedy scene, thanks to the Inter, I was doing any gigs that were anywhere yeah. in Ireland. But it was just enough to, and I was flying back and forth to the UK anyway, doing open spots. Yeah, you'd, then, oh yeah, so, so that back then like, you were just sort of. It's funny, you were on TV in Ireland, but you were only just an open spot in the UK trying yeah. to establish yourself. Yeah. yeah, but it was cool because I was coming from a place where I was getting the odd telly thing here and there, and I was writing for a public telly and on a public telly. Oh, you were writing for them? Yeah. Oh, Don't worry, yeah. guys. If you like, It's still going. Some of the... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Stuff made it on. Some of the funniest I've made it <laughs> You know, you know what happens when you write for like, you know, you're writing a, a thousand jokes and then like two make two it. make it. But then you, they were good. You're like, I'm glad they picked those. You know, I'm, I'm writing with James at the moment, by the way. Oh, cool, nice one. Yeah, the well, who Potter? you, 
Carter, yeah. Man, if it wasn't for him, because he had an idea of going, because he, he, he knew me and that from the circuit, and he goes, let's oh. get... I got to move because oh. this is this guy's this spot. Guy. Okay, Damn it. it. All right, I was, I was parked in a driveway, folks. So hold on. Give me two seconds. Oh, I, uh, I was pan bro- I, those parking brakes. I that are hate these new parking brakes, man. So I was uh, I was How parked in legal? a spot. Now now our audience will begin to hear the beeping of my seatbelt, which oh. has not been buckled because I am still. I refuse to stop this interview, despite the fact that we have had to move our car from our uh, interviewing spot. I've got, I but anyway, seatbelt on anyway, yeah. So you were saying about James Carter? Oh, yeah, he goes. He goes. Do you know what'd be funny? You and coppers interviewing drunk people. Oh, that's right, and that was a big. And um, brilliant, and that was. I remember that was a big uh, viral at the time, if there was such a thing as a viral. But I just remember that going around. Yeah, it went nuts. Oh, in my yeah, for me went nuts, and then, and it was so good because then I was just known as the, oh, the guy that was in coppers or the nightclub guy. Because then we did a few others, and that was even more dangerous because anywhere you went, you'd be like, you got to drink with this dude. I was like, oh, oh really? Town, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and fun. I could get you like get into coppers any time past the queue because they're like, "Here he comes, get in there." And do you ever think if I dare you, if I dare you had been out a little bit later in the days of virals, that perhaps it would have been? Do you think maybe you never perhaps yeah, it would have been, but like ahead of its time? Because when you look at, I mean, the Republican telly was going a while before the Rubber Bandits video went out, and then that was like the first Huge, major major yeah. success of like. Viral stuff from the Republic of Telly. Huge. Yeah, I think a clip like Coppers or whatever might have made it sort of Irishy viral, and then yeah, you see, Irishy viral. Yeah, yeah, and then you see, yeah, and the bandits were like just like internationally, ba boom. Yeah. And yeah, like, but I mean, like, still, I mean, so did you ever? You never got like a big telly break in the UK, though, right? No, I've done a few of those talking heads things. You know, where you're like, what was that celebrity wearing? You know, but then <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like look at this cat falling over. To- <laughs> I'm good at them. Really good. You're at those great guys. at them. Just like doing a reaction. Yeah, like a talking head. And then oh yeah, but you know the same thing. Had a couple of meetings over the thing that. But then also when you're not well known enough yet, you've got to fit into a little. You know, it's like, what are you? So you'd be yes. the American Irish. I'd be like the Aussie mental or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and of course, you're not as unique over there because there's fucking tons of Aussies, right? So, yeah, so you just got to find You were literally the voice. only Aussie here. Yeah, which was great for me. But that also makes it good in the way that, like you were saying before, hey, you've got to create your own... You've got to just create your own market. So you've just got to get that good that no one can ignore you. you know yes, I mean? which I agree is great. Like, that's one of the things I've been loving about being back in New York is like... You just got to be, you got to be better, you know? Yeah. Not that I didn't think I was good, but you got to be better because you got to stand out. It's more competitive. And also you can't just rely on the you being the guy, you know? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're that guy. So you, you, you're not just the one Aussie in Dublin. You're just one of many Aussies and you got to be a sickly good comic. Yeah. And as much as you love saying, oh, look what I've noticed about Ireland and it just going crazy. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love it. it. I love it. And Irish people love it. But you got to do stuff everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> there's a big world out there. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know if there's any race of people that likes local, you know, like local jokes, jokes yeah. about themselves more than the Irish. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the English, I don't think the English love it as much. Do you? Yeah, maybe not. Or like, maybe like localized, but yeah, not as, yeah, not, not as much as here. I guess because this is a smaller island mentality in a way. Yeah. And, and there's something about, well, it's almost 
it's almost a crack. It's like what they would be doing with their mates in a conversation in the pub. It's like what you would, or, you know, making fun of them, making fun of yourself. And it's like all comedy, well, all, a lot of it, a lot of what I do anyway is like, you talk about something that, have you noticed? Have you noticed this? And then if you say something and everyone notices it, well, boom. Yeah, so what I do is I'm just going to pull in here. All right. We'll be fine. I've, 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 it's not the first or the last time that I've pulled in here. So now we're outside the international. People will be able to pay. I'm just going to get this wheel as close as possible. Beautiful. And, Look at uh, that. Look at that. Double yellow line, people. This is Yeah, this is dangerous hardcore. stuff. Hardcore parking. If anybody... See, he, he, he part a red Audi. Just put, I mean, I will edit things. a little bit of, our, uh, of this break. Oh, and I think this is the best part. Just like parking. Just the sound of parking up to a curb. Yeah. So I think Beautiful. we should. I think we should be okay here for now. Yeah, so, so now you're back. So what's the plan now that you're back? I mean, you're gonna have to. You know, there's got to be, got to be a bit of plan going down. Yeah. So zipping and zapping with the UK. Still tell you, I've got the 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 show I did last year about my phone getting nicked and I'm getting all the. Oh, you you did like a. Oh, you did an Edinburgh show, did you? Yeah. About. Uh, it's called Grand Theft Demo, just so I could use the sort of Grand Theft Auto style. Oh, Grand Theft Demo. <laughs> And the, the, so my phone was stolen for real. And then I was getting all their photos in my iCloud, you know, from the, my, the new oh, owner. Oh, no way. Yeah. It was great because it just fell into my hands. It was like, Sandra found it obviously first. And it was all photos of dudes like with guns and then like cash on a bed. And this guy's dick, this guy was dick pics. No way. And at first you thought, who are these mad group of mates that Damien has that I don't know about, you know? And then... And I had a look, but I've got, I had the CCTV footage of my phone getting nicked. So I knew that the guy that had my phone now wasn't him, but I didn't know if they were connected. Right. Okay. And then just from just uh, persistence, I just tracked down, <laughs> took over a year. But you through, did? Yeah. Through clues. Oh, cause he screenshotted his mate's Instagram because he was in the photo. So I used that name, typed that name that was in Instagram into Facebook, found her, went through the f her friends, found him and then contacted him. But he didn't contact me back because he was like, shit. I've got his stolen phone. And so then there was a real standoff for months between me to sort of contact him. But then he liked something he did on Instagram. So it was a whole long So like something you did. Yeah. So he was following me back. And it, and it, I didn't even know. I was like, he was ignoring me going, oh, maybe he's just like an aloof guy or he doesn't use the phone or whatever. But then he was watching me the whole time because he was like liking my stuff, like just sort of egging me on or something. Do you think he was egging you on or you think he was kind of into letting you, letting you know? Maybe just like my photos. Like no, but like, like, do you think do you think he thought it was a bit of crack, or do you think it was like intimidation? Maybe I don't know. Maybe after meeting him, a bit of crack because he's a young guy, a bit of a space cadet, loves attention. Like he's in his early twenties, still sends dick pics. You know that kind of guy. So the show ended up being the search for him, and then just before the fringe last year, met him in person. Like oh, you did. It a couple of times, met him, and then I was like, "What are you doing in August?" Because then you could be the end of the show. You come out and we do a Q&A about what you thought of my photos, what I thought of yours. Because we, he, when we met, he pieced together what I, who I was through my pictures because he could see mine and I could see all his pictures. I'm like, well, you just like sending your willy to Tinder dates. And he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have more pictures of this guy's knob than I ever need. So but, wait a minute. So he was still getting your iCloud pics? Yeah. See, because I didn't, I didn't, because people go, oh, just cut your iCloud and blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, because then I won't be able to, track him down and find him oh so you yeah of course you kept you could have disconnected the phone from the yeah, iCloud but I'm like no that's my only lead to find out where this guy is yes so and I loved I loved the show I loved the whole because who doesn't love a true crime yeah that is comedy cool drama. 
And it went on for ages, and Santa's like, you got to drop it. How the fuck like, was that? Too close to the kids, well, oh, because I wasn't in Edinburgh the year before last. So, because I was going to say, how was that? Must have been a pretty big show. Yeah, though. it was. It was the uh, most most successful so far. Uh, 150 seat. It was packed every day. Queues down the street. Like every day, it was. It yeah, was, it was that great. is. A, I dude, I had no idea. That is a great idea. Was so, great. how was he then on stage? He loved it. So, so he did he the whole festival with you? No, because Tom being Tom, he was. Oh, there. Tom is the guy. Tom's the guy. He would be. He got a job down the road in a restaurant just so we could be in August for the month. So what a dude. But then he would just be working. So the end of the show would be like, I'd tell him what was going on. And then I'd, we'd all go down to see him. <laughs> I'd go, he's working down the road. And, uh, stay oh, so muscle, he wouldn't get on stage steak. with you? No, the last, I mean, 10 he did, yeah. The last oh, 10 right. shows. Okay. So the first few. But then his mum came. So he hadn't seen his show and his mum came. And the show's pretty much, let's be honest, it's just it's just a screenshot, like, slideshow of his willies and what he should have done to impress the girls. Oh, so you're showing people his dick? Yeah. Well, <laughs> was it impressive? Uh, it's angry. He was angry looking. His, his dick is angry looking? Yeah. He used a flash. It's too much color. Anyway, I won't go into it. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of the show was a lot of dick jokes, actually, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I flashed it up, but then it was like, oh, because then you realize that because looking at a phone is one thing, but having it. Yeah, ten, yeah, ten it's a very big, a large penis on a screen. So and the show just sort of naturally progressed from me showing comics backstage, like, look at this guy's pictures to like, guys, the guy, using him going, does anyone recognize this guy? <laughs> like doing a slight, like doing a 20 minute sets with a projector going, does it look at this guy? Look at his wheelie. Does anyone recognize him? And then finding out more about him through that. And now, so what was he like as a person? Sound. Like, he's sort of a young party dude. He's cool. Oh, so he wasn't connected to the theft. No. And, like, so, yeah, I w we were still trying to figure out who it was because he got the phone off his brother and his brother got it off a guy that he didn't really know on a first-name basis. And he doesn't know enough about the guy to look him up on Facebook to find out if he knew. So we went back to the bar where we got it from and asked a few questions, but, like, dead leads. Yeah, and cold. it didn't matter, really, did it? No, because we made a new friend and... Yeah, it was it was great. So we filmed that show, and I put it up on me uh, me website, and then now I'm solving other people's cases. So that's just turned into a whole other uh, new thing. But that's just for you right now. At the moment, it's just for me, and I'll just collect as much stuff as I can. And if it all works out, then because uh, to me, there's a there's a TV station in the states now called True TV. It's the one that does Billy on the Street. Oh yeah, Billy on the Street. But. It was a great guy who I know from Edinburgh, would you believe, in fucking 2008. But uh, he, uh, that that's neither here nor there. But they do a lot of, like, I think that would be good true TV. Because it's like, I guess it's real Dave, too, or something, right? Yeah. Maybe Dave. Or, Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, now, how much how much sort of fishing around have you done for that? Quite a bit. Put a few posts up, and then I've had a few people going, oh, I've got my phone. And, I mean, a lot of the time, you won't be getting dick pics, you won't be as lucky as that to get something as yeah I mean you really did land on a perfect situation yeah but and then that's the trick is getting the humour out of whatever because even if your phone's nicked they can see your photo so it's like going through their photos like tomorrow morning I'm flying to Edinburgh because Kat who works at the stand her phone was nicked and then someone hacked into her Facebook so now she's got to try out all this so I'm, we're gonna I'm flying there tomorrow just to make me meet up with her and then we're just gonna delve into it and see how much we can find out. Wow, that is amazing. But either way, So then what did you do so with that fun. show afterwards? You didn't do it in Ireland? Oh, I did it in Whelan's. And then... And then... Because it'd be nice to bring Tom over to I know, because Ireland. that was the deal, but he just got a new job in a bank and... Yeah, because I was going to fly him over for that, but there's talks of me doing touring it again, especially now that I'm still doing cases and 
things have you know so there's an updated version of that so i think next year yeah man damn if, if you do it if you do it we'll have you back on to promo the tour because that would be interesting yeah nice one and then all the new cases and what others because there's everyone's phone getting lost or stolen and th- like there's there's a few stories one went global when just before mine did and people were sending me like brother orange you know that guy was in new york his phone was nicked. That ended up in oh, China. Oh, he's like famous now. Yeah, mega famous, and like in good friends with. Him so, so ex- actually, explain that story to me again, because somebody explained it to me. I don't know about it. I only heard about it secondhand. So yeah, like a month after his phone was stolen, um, his name is Matt, and then he was getting fo- new photos on uh, photos on his new phone of a guy, just the Chinese guy with photos of heaps of oranges behind him. Like in an orange orchard or something. Yeah. And he was like, what is, what is this guy? What are the oranges? So they were coming into his, same as you, like yeah. coming into his iCloud. Yeah. And so we went, I'm going to go find out. So he did a few, bit of sniffing around on, uh, on the, yeah, what's the, what's the WeChat? What's the. Yeah, Weixin, WeChat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in China. And then it went mantle over there. Like people going, who is this guy? People were sharing the photos around going, who's he? And they go, we know the guy. He works in an orange something. Oh, so right. he, he flew over just to meet him. But then when he lands, it was like paparazzi town. It was like it was a celebrity. Everyone was waiting for him to oh, see. Oh, because it went viral in China. Yeah, and so everyone was waiting to see this guy. And then they all went to together with a team, and they went and met him, and they were being great mates. And then they toured China together and did like opened up shopping malls and kind, kind of stuff and all so that. So does Tom feel like a little hard done by that he's not as well, famous yeah, as Yeah, the bro- difference between... So which happened first? A Brother Orange. Oh. No, but that's cool because... <laughs> because Brother Orange had the decency to not take photos of his junk. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Brother Orange's because of his big orange balls. <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, I think for a stand-up show, you got a better stand-up show out and of it. And what I like about it is this the, the dirty underground of, of chasing down these these cases and stuff. Oh, that's cool. I, I hope that uh, I hope that show gets another life. That sounds super interesting. Yeah, cheers. And either way... But like Tom is such a mad bastard. He just mess. We we talk quite a lot on social media. Like uh, he just messaged me the other day, going, oh, "I just moved to Spain." Like, no way. He's just such a. He just. But then, like in two months, he'd be like, "Oh, I've moved here now." Like he's just such a. He, so he's like a friend now. Yeah. Your phone but, got robbed, and you made a friend. Yeah. So Your I life like has a lot of randomness in it. Yeah, I sort of like that because it makes if everything's different all the time, the, the, the differences, and it makes it yeah makes it interesting for me anyway. So you've been married now since 2012. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've been getting it a lot, but it's a personal question. But what's 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 the plan for your uh, personal life? Oh well, I uh, got a kid you in January. Get out of here! Yes, way to go, yeah. Oh, because I felt bad asking, because you never know if somebody's like in a situation. Oh yeah, no, because it was just we haven't really, you know, we never because we were we were drunk for the last like you know 14 years of our relationship, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, guys, we have to grow up a bit. Gotta get and sober then, and get off. And when we moved back to Dublin, we went, well, now's a perfect time to be honest. So, uh, yeah, so it's all cool. Bun in the oven. So, January, you said? January, yeah. You know, that's like five, six weeks away, yeah? <sighs> you, you, you say you say January like it's ages away. It's like literally... Yeah, it's... Yeah, December weeks. 1st is Thursday. Yeah, we've got six weeks. Holy shit, congratulations. Weeks, I had no Thanks idea, days. man. Cheers. Well, we haven't, we haven't told... Do you know if it's a boy or a girl you didn't find out? Boy, yeah. Oh, you're getting a boy. You're a boy, yeah. Oh, congrats. Oh, that's great. How old are you now? 39. 39. Oh, oh, 39. I know, yeah. A little late. I'm 41. I haven't even started yet. Oh, shit. Ah, it's plenty of time, though. you got plenty of time. Well, that's great for the material, man. Oh, yeah. Everything's <laughs> going to change. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I mean... That's I, what, that was my first thought. I'm going to get some a whole new hour out of this. Fucking hour out of this. You yeah. know it. <laughs> An hour a year. 
when the kid can talk, he'll <laughs> say something stupid. I'll get to say, you won't believe what he said the other day. You know it, man. Yeah. Dude, I'm getting I'm getting material out of my friends and relations having kids, let alone fucking having one myself. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even need to have one. I'm getting material out. Writes itself. I'm having a joke writer. Wow. So you, yeah. oh, man. But that's, you know, that's tough for the travel, though. I know. So that's why it's good to have stuff like, See, if, so especially with like solving phone crimes, if I can tie everything, if I go to the UK for for two weeks, or two days, Friday, Saturday, something and back, which is a usual week, is two days on. I'll do maybe weekend UK, the rest in Ireland. You know? Yeah, sure. Two days on, five days off is pretty good. And then if I can jump that in, it's like who's in Manchester who needs a stupid crime being solved? If I can do as much work in those two days, and then I've got the rest of the week to sort of, you know, this yeah. is the plan because you're always working on other stuff. And then, so you just got to make it where I can work at home as well as abro- abro- travel less, because a lot of the a lot of the work. No, is, is Sandra still working? Uh, she's one week left. One week left. But does she have does she have like a proper job that gives like benefits and stuff for maternity leave or? No. Oh man. But if you're self-employed, you can apply for maternity leave if you've paid so much tax. Oh, okay. Which she has, so we've applied, so we'll wait and see. And yeah, I can get two weeks paternity. You get two boo, weeks. Boo, boo, boo. You yeah. get two weeks paternity. Yeah, and as a comic, as you know, if we don't work, we don't get paid, so you're like any benefits is bang on, you know? Yeah, no, I was only asking because, you know, do you guys own that place up there? I feel like you were there before. Yeah, we were renting it before, then it went up for sale, and yeah, we bought it. Cause yeah, because I was saying, I, I've dropped him here before. I was kind of weird that I was going back to that spot. Yeah, you did drop me there before. Yeah, same spot. So we moved away. Someone else was renting in it. Then we came back and moved, moved back in. But you purchased it? Yeah. We oh, congratulations. Like five years ago, whatever. Oh, right. Oh, good yeah. timing. I know, thank goodness. Fair I was like, play. Is there a, did I hear crash? <laughs> Can I get a loan, please? Oh, wow. Oh, no, because I was only asking because like having a kid now, I mean, obviously... Things are picking up, but the cost of things is a lot in terms of living and stuff. But oh, I guess yeah. you yeah, you yeah, got yeah. a little lucky on that front. Like even like saying we moved out of London back to Dublin because the rent in London's expensive. People are like, but the rent in Dublin's mental as well. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And it is. It so is. Yeah, at but least, that kind of happened. Yeah, that kind of happened. At least I'm on the ladder. I'm on the property ladder. I mean, it's you, a step ladder. It's maybe just a step. <laughs> maybe it's just a couple of books stacked up. No, but it's. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, but now, now you got it all ahead of you, bro. Schools and all that. You're going to have to get the kid baptized just to get into primary yeah. school. All that good You're stuff. You're going to do that? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I was baptized. You were probably baptized. I was baptized. Were you baptized? Are you Catholic? Yeah. I think I was, I was baptized Anglican, which is oh my, Rod's Whoa. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, sorry about there that. There goes the ticket sales, mate. Oh, no, down. <laughs> Straight down. But then, we, you know what? It's In Australia, everything's sort of diluted a little bit. Ah, oh, sure. Yeah, and then, a, of course, I'm only kidding. I went to a... Uh, a, a, like I went to a couple of different churches. I guess we were just we were like gypsies when it came to religion. I guess because the family, but every now and then we try a different one. So we were Anglican, Presbyterian, and then Baptist, which is all sort of Protestant, and then Catholic for a bit. Because to be honest, like we didn't really notice much of a difference. But anyway, um, <laughs> the Baptist I liked because if you go to a Baptist church or the ones that I did, to, um, and you know you're you're a kid, so you get bored very easily. But we found you know when someone goes up and does a speech or testimonial or something like that. And then they just, or a poem, and then they just walk back to the pew in silence. Yeah. Because you're not allowed to clap. Yeah. Because then that would be exhilarating them instead of the Lord or whatever. But in Baptist church, you know, they clap because yeah, they, like, they yeah. give it loads. Or if someone goes up and sings a solo, and then, you know, say a Presbyterian church, for instance, they just walk back to the seat like they died in their ass, like no one's clapping. It was so awkward. <laughs> so I just, any church like a gospel, I just want some church where you can Yeah, but you're show not going to get that joy. here unless you go to like the Nigerian Pentecostal ones. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to have to do. 
I'm gonna have to go. But that doesn't get you into primary school. You got to get him. Yeah, you right. got to get him baptized in a Catholic church. It just keeps your options open. I mean, they might change that in the meantime, but you might as well give yourself the options. For our non-Irish listeners, uh, Irish public primary school education. Uh, is public, but the majority of them are run by Catholic organizations, and they have a policy where Catholic kids come first. So uh, a lot of people baptize their kid regardless of their beliefs, just to give them a chance to get in. Yeah, and like, just so honest, people know, like how many people do? Uh, how many times do you hear people mention their religion with lapsed in there? <laughs> Before they say whatever religion they're in. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you can get baptized. I mean, when you're zero years old and you're getting baptized, it's not that they take a note of like, oh, I better remember what this water feels like because I'm going to... So what's the story? Now, are you an Irish citizen? No, or just like an Irish married to... You're a, <laughs> this uh, week, I went to... Because I've been married like Yonks or whatever and I've been, I've been living here for ages. I've enough to be a citizen. And I looked through the paperwork and I went, you know what? I can't be asked doing all that. But what's your... what you, you just have like a stamp, like a married... You get a garter card. Which makes it feel good. Yeah, make it feel immigrant like a cop. card. Yeah, immigrant. So if you're married to somebody, you get a garter card, so then you can just like zip and zap it out of the country. And work, and work in, no problem. Here, work here, yeah, no, problem. no problem. So I'm going to sit on that because I hate forms. Like that's yeah. my kryptonite to life. For, Dude, this me form, too, man. No. Admin, can't deal with Forget it. Forget about it. I think that's why people love, um, you know, zombies. <laughs> that's a bit of a jump. But you know when people see, <laughs> you know when you see like if the world's going to end, I think... A zombie apocalypse is the way to go because that's life just back to basic. If you're hungry, go smash a window, get some food. There's no forms to fill out. <laughs> I need a car, just steal a car. So the actual people that are fighting to stay alive in The Walking Dead? Oh, oh, you mean you mean in the zombie apocalypse, the people that aren't zombies are living yeah. a more... They're living the dream. Yeah, they're living the you dream. You can hit this guy in the head with a shovel Yeah, because he's already I don't dead. think you've been watching the current season of Walking Dead if you think that that is the ideal scenario. Yeah, because usually it's the actual other humans that are worse than Negan. the zombies. Yeah, but whatever. I'm actually... Yeah. I'm a Walking Dead guy, but I just... It's starting to annoy the shit out of me. But yeah. we won't get into that. That's like... You have to have like a Walking Dead podcast to get into that. Yeah, man. I was reading the comics before I even knew that was going to be a thing. Oh, really? Yeah. And like the first, the first episodes in the imagery was like bang on, bang on. But then they they started uh, bringing in characters that weren't in the comic, and you're thinking, brilliant, more deaths, you know. But now it's just well. But then, but then, yeah, then it just sort of there's bits and pieces. Honestly, I, I've been thinking about starting to read the comics because I'm just running out of patience with finding out what's going on. Because yeah. basically, what happens is every season, the the first episode or two is really like amazing. Then they decide to have eight seasons of just filler, and then yeah. eight episodes of filler, and then two exciting episodes, and it's over. Yeah, and I don't, because you don't want to fast forward through all of it. And Plus, they've been doing something. this split season thing. It's fucking bull. You know. Anyway, yeah, I'm not going to get into my my frustrations <laughs> with The Walking Dead. Yeah, and it all but, came from me trying to be an Irish citizen. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck? Did I, <laughs> I apologize. For well, my you tangents. made the initial leap. In fairness, that's true. <laughs> Because you don't like forms. Yeah, I like <laughs> forms. like, why can't everyone just be zombies so I can just live here <laughs> without filling forms out, you know? So anyway, man, that's it. I mean, let's see how long we've been chatting, Gee, that's you know? Fine. What have we got here? Oh, 57 minutes and 30 seconds. Nice one. You know, I, 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 I'm not going to lie. This is what happened. I, I might as well tell you the truth now that we're at the end of the chat. Mm. I asked you the other day, because I, I heard you were living back in Dublin, we do the podcast, and uh, I had already organized to chat to um, Joanne McNally. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I, I had organized a chat to her today, and then I talked to you in the meantime. And then I kind of, you know, I just kind of forgot that we hadn't done it. And then yesterday I was like, fuck, I never organized with Damo to chat. And then 
McNally canceled on me today. Uh, so when I text you, I was like, you happen to be around? And you were like, yeah. I was like, slammo. That's handy because I was, was here anyway. Did no, I do, dude, yeah. it's great. But what I mean is, thank God you're a talker. Oh, because right. I had no time to prepare. <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. Well, <laughs> like, you know I mean, you know, you know me for so long that you just... Yeah, I know, I know. But at the same time, you know, like, sometimes I have a bit of an idea of, you know, of where I wanted to go. But, for example, I had absolutely no idea that you did that show about losing your phone. So. But isn't that good? Because then I get to explain it. Yeah, I'm very... Dude, I'm very grateful that we stumbled upon that. Yeah. You know? And then, uh, and then, oh, yeah, who knows next? Yeah, but, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> We don't know the next show, and we don't know how many cases that that will... That no, will I mean, I really up. hope that yeah. works out. It sounds super interesting. I mean, I guess you just have to rely on phone theft, which is a bit negative. I know, but then that happens so often. And even if you lose it, we can just go and find it. Like, I thought I had a case number two when I lost my phone when I was out again. I'm like, it's happening again, it's been stolen. And for a week, I'm like, went went back to Zaytoon's kebab place, was looking at their CCTV footage. I'm like, there I am, there I am. Oh, it is was robbed here? Yeah. Oh. And then I was thinking, oh, we've got an Irish flavour. And then um, Sandra found it in the laundry basket. So I was like, oh, okay, that's not really much of a... Uh, oh, you, oh, sorry, this is another phone. phone that you lost. Yeah, yeah but you, you can just start depositing phones. That's what I was thinking. Like, do you know what would be cool? And I was thinking of doing this, just buying a phone that has its iCloud and just engrave the back of it, just going, keep it connected to the iCloud, pass it around and see what photos come up. That's another good idea. And see what happens there. Yeah, find out life With that way. With a phone. But then with Snapchat and everything, I don't know. It's almost like going to be obsolete. Yeah, you can do like, I'm that I'm sure anyway. you could do something like that with like Snapchat accounts. You like the random Snapchat phone? Oh, oh dude. Whoa, I think we just stumbled upon there a fucking go. idea. Dude, why don't you do that? Why don't you create the, the just like create, a, you know, put out a, a, a smartphone that has a Snapchat on and just go, this is a Snapchat account that gets passed around. Yeah, do a few, pass it to your mate. Yeah, and see where it goes, and see where it goes, see where it ends up in the world. Oh man, do it, yeah, dude. From me to you, man. We came up with that together, but it's yours. Are you sure? Because one of us is gonna have to buy a phone. (laughs) 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 You can have it. Oh man, that is a great idea. Yeah, I I mean, it's probably been done, but it doesn't matter. We came up with it. uh, Let's have a look. I have, I have an old. um, That might even work. I have an old. um, I think I have an old smartphone. You could start it at a gig and go, who wants the, to, be, to be the first? Because then you've got a room full of people. Fuck, but yeah, but you're on the international tonight. I feel like doing it tonight. Oh, yeah. Hang on, I could go. I know, but I'm just trying to think. I'll, when, I've got when, a spare. When we, I was just about to say, when we hang up. <laughs> like yeah, like we're on the phone. Yeah. When we hang up this conversation, I'm going to call Aiden. Because I think, I think there's an old smartphone in the house. What time's the international start? Well, I'll be on it. Oh, it's called, uh, I'll be on in like, I got, we got in it back. And no, you and a half. All right. Well, let's see if we can do it, and then I'll, I'll let the the podcast people know, uh, in, in my intro and outro to you, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. So, what a way to fit! What a moment of magic, perhaps. Oh, like whoever, it, it's up to the it's up to whoever has the phone. We just had the idea, and then we'll just release it into the world. And yeah, see yeah. You know, and I think that the trick is to not pick a great phone, so that people won't go, oh. Well, I've got, I've got a okay phone it's an iphone 4 but it's a bit slow but it might work that's the one that's tom bringing him back into it because by the time i got my phone back it was a year later i already had a new phone so i didn't need it anymore but i still have it oh right so that could that could be the, the phone it's been passed around it's had dicks there's just one issue with it What's that? probably better to pick a five because it'll need to be charged from time to time that's true technical issues yeah <laughs> Fuck, man. damn 
Shit, technical issues. Yeah, do, I, do anyone have an iPhone 4 charger? And everyone's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not 1994 anymore, mate. Yeah, because the 7 is uh, the same charger. I'll find, a, I'll find an old iPhone 5. And uh, we're going to start a Snapchat and get it going. I like this, man. Wait, wait, what, what can we call it? Like, how do you search? Because I'm on Snapchat, but uh, I'm still... How do you search for something if you don't have the exact name? So we should make up the name now, so at least what it, whatever it ends up Oh, um, uh, I guess we could call it like... Uh, we could call it like Demo Bish 2016. Yeah, there'll, there'll be none others of them. Yeah, cool, yeah, so Demo Bish 2016 yeah. is this Snapchat that we've created, and it's it's basically about the phone and seeing where it ends up in the world. Yeah, it might end up in the two. And we'll both have the have password so that you you can save because it's more for you really. You can save the videos and pictures, and it might add to your. Oh, that's right. We can put it in the story. Yeah. You can do. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Nice one. Brilliant. So, oh, that'd be great, and it'll be up to people. Listen, it's just up to people to engage. Yeah. And the hope then is that when somebody, you know, it'll end up in somebody's hand when they're going somewhere else and then it ends up in another country and you just fucking yep. hope this phone makes it. Yeah. Just makes it back oh. around or somewhere. So, yeah. oh man. Well, I guess then because people can start engaging with it and then the mission is to get it back. Yeah, we'll I see how like, far it goes and then at some stage you decide, no, it's time to bring it home. Yeah. And then just like seeing reactions of like maybe an old man trying to get the... Uh, the princess effect and sparkling around him or <laughs> yes, it, for the first so time ever. Oh, guy struggling with filters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, we might have to end this conversation because the bloody bin man is oh, here. Bin man's I, here. I don't know if the bin man is going to be able to do it. Oh, he's good. Oh, good. Green star. Jeez, he's good. Oh. Anyway, Damo, thanks, man. Yes, absolutely. I'll give you a report card on that in a sec. Thank you. So, thanks very much to Damo. Uh, very uh, interesting chat uh, as far as the Snapchat thing goes uh, Damien has since started an account the account is called Damobish2016 it's up and running and uh, Damien is uh, getting on the hunt for a phone so we're going to see if we can get this phone to go all over the world it might or might not work it doesn't really matter uh, but more importantly ladies and gentlemen you should go to DamienClark.com because the show, Grand Theft Demo, is available to download for three British pounds, which is a lot cheaper than it used to be. Uh, and also, Damien Clark Live, his new stand-up show, will be coming to his website for free very soon. Uh, he also has these great comic books, uh, Edinburgh Fringe comic books, which are uh, super fun. And uh, ah, he's got a lot of great things going on. Anyway, check out DamienClark.com. It's a great website. And... Uh, his Twitter, uh, at Damon Clark. Check his Twitter. And uh, anyway, that's it. Um, oh, I have gigs this week in Hoth and in Tala tomorrow night uh, where there's like one ticket left. Uh, Hoth, there's tickets left on the Thursday. And Saturday, I'm in uh, Clean County Kildare, which is an extra date. Uh, so there are some tickets left for that. Um, but I did the show there before. In Clane, so if you saw the show and you're expecting a brand new show, it is still Grey Matters. Yeah, so the new show is uh, 2017 One Day You'll Understand. New images up on my Facebook. And uh, new TV show starts on Monday. So this might be the last podcast before my TV show comes out. It is called This Is Ireland. And episode one, we sort of give a quick sort of synopsis of uh, Ireland since the election. The Irish government since the election. Talk a little bit about 
uh, uh, draining the swamp in America and perhaps uh, did we miss an opportunity to drain the bog in Ireland uh, we got a section about food allergies particularly gluten intolerance and uh, actually we're going to do a thing about the HPV vaccine because they talked about it on prime time but uh, we want to add a little bit to uh, the scare around the HPV vaccine uh, and uh, we have an interview uh, I think I, I don't want to say the guest yet because the, the, our guest has definitely said he wants to do the show we're hoping to get him for episode one but he has not confirmed that he is doing episode one so I don't want to tell you the guest yet but anyway check out the new show this is Ireland on RT2 on Monday and next week and uh, we're filming it on Sunday and uh, if you want to be in the audience uh, check out my Facebook because there'll be some stuff about getting into the audience for those live shows so busy times and about to get busier but I'll tell you all about that when I'm allowed to say it uh, for the new year so anyway a lot to announce very soon so enjoy the uh, enjoy the week and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go I always love that when you're on the phone it's like yeah I'm gonna let you go like like it's you're the one that doesn't want to get off the phone like you're doing them a favor getting off the phone when really what you is you want to get off the phone hey listen uh, let me let you go like uh, yeah I'm sick of fucking talking to you so there you go there you go that's the end of the podcast we'll talk to you next week oh next week's gonna be Joanne McNally Joanne McNally next week guys and uh, yeah okay bye I love you I love you bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.